0: internet. We're Only Lovers Book Club. We are three besties. We get together once a month to read a romance book, uh, and then we ask each other questions about it. Before we get started, a couple of reminders. If you like what you see, we're all rocking our cute pink looks, our schoolgirl looks, or what you hear, if you're just listening to the podcast version of this, um, then you can feel free to leave us a tip jar. You can leave us a, uh, leave us a tip in our tip jar, give us a coffee or whatever. You can find the link to that in the description box. Um, when, while you're there, might as well click on the links to check out Andrea's books. You can catch it on her um, Amazon links. Um, um, going down the line, you can check out Tishai's website, uh, Think Tishai, where you can check out her writing and poetry. And there's also a link to my online zine. Uh, And there's currently, the submissions are still open, so you can contribute to that if you want. Um, There's also our socials, and you can sign up for our newsletter as well. So, thanks for bearing with that. Let's get started with our book pick for, what month is it? (laughs) August? August pick? Yes. (laughs) And this month, Andrea picked for us to read The of Wars. Super cool. Okay, so here we go. The author is extremely lovely and has the pronunciation of not only her name, but of the names of her characters in her uh, FAQ page. Thanks, Drea, for letting us know that that exists. Um, And so I was not pronouncing it correctly the first time, but I didn't think to look it up beforehand. So I I looked it up a couple of minutes ago and I already kind of forgot it, but I'm going to try it um i'm gonna give him a best so Jana, right? uh adiba jargadar jargadar oh boy <laughs> jagadar jagadar okay all right obviously no offense i just don't know how to wrap my mouth around the consonant vowel combinations anyway so this is the henna wars by adiba jagadar hi huh. I'll include the link to the FAQ, so you can listen to it as well, but she's got a cute voice, and so you should listen to her doing interviews. So yeah, this is Drea's pick, and it goes a little something like this. Uh, Nishat's parents say she can be anyone she wants, as long as she isn't a lesbian. Uh, Nishat doesn't want to lose her family, but she also doesn't want to hide who she is, and it only gets harder once a childhood friend walks back into her life. Flavia is beautiful and charismatic, and Nishat falls for her instantly. But when a school competition invites students to create their own businesses, both Flavia and Nishat decide to showcase their talent as henna artists. In a fight to prove who is the best, their lives become more tangled, but Nishat can't quite get rid of her crush, especially since Flavia seems to like her back. As the competition heats up, Nishat has a decision to make, stay in the closet for her family or put aside her differences with Flavia and give their relationship a chance. I mean, I read that. Okay, so Drea, why did you pick this book for us to read? Also, thanks, it was great. (laughs) But why, I must know.
1: Um, Because I saw the cover, whatever month they revealed the cover, it was probably a long time ago like a lot like last year and I bookmarked it solely based on the cover.
0: (laughs) I like it when things like that work out. Um, And okay, so we'll give our overall impressions and then Drea maybe has some discussion points or questions for us to kind of go through and then we'll just keep talking about things that pop up. So anyway, hope you enjoy the ride, but I can tell you right now, like spoiler alert, we'll probably spoil parts of the book but also spoiler alert, I know we all loved it. So we're just gonna gush about the book and <laughs> how much we liked it. So um, does anyone wanna go first? Josh, do you wanna give
2: your thoughts first or I can go, it's cool. Sure, Okay. I can go first. Um, so I think I read this book in like a day. <laughs> That's a quick read. I, I, yeah, I, I started reading it um, while I was transitioning from an old job to a new job and I had a few days off so it was like "Oh, okay let me like give this a read yo this was so fast to read and I, I I at first wasn't sure if I was gonna like it as much as I liked it because I had to remember kind of what it is like to be a teenager and sometimes it's hard for me to kind of put myself back in that mind space where you know sometimes things can feel very dramatic when they're not very dramatic. Um, And there is a lot of really kind of serious stuff going on in this book, but even the relationships between like the sister, there's, there's just a couple of things that I had to check myself and be like, okay, let's remember the fact that these are like kids. And once I checked that and reminded myself not to like immediately hate certain aspects of personalities because they are teenagers and, like, I just, as a person now, am terrified (laughs) of teenagers and so (laughs) when things come up, it's like, oh, god, teenagers, but once I, like, snubbed that feeling, it was such a good read, like, it was so fast, the characters are really sweet, Um, the interactions between the characters are really nice, Um, I, I like that the drama wasn't centered around, like, Oh, forcing someone, like, there were some aspects of, like, accepting your, your, like, sexuality and, you know, what it means to come to terms with something, but I feel like there was less of a struggle in accepting from the main character, which was refreshing, because usually, you know, when I've had experience in these themed books, it's a lot about the main character being like, well, am I or aren't I, am I or aren't I, and she's like, yep, I'm gay, like, (laughs) great this is something we all have to kind of talk through now um and even the 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 issues like the main um kind of antagonist is is like there's layers to the antagonist relation like the stuff that's that's creating the conflict is not just like one thing you know it's a lot of different things it's this school competition that she like wants to do well in it's the tension between her and her friends it's the fact that she likes this girl who's back in her life and you know there's there's a certain level of forgiveness you apply when you like somebody but then when it starts encroaching in the territory of cultural appropriation because of the, all of the henna back and forth that's happening you know she kind of stood her ground which was also refreshing because I I half at a, expected it to be like, yeah, okay, like this is fine because I like you, but that's not what happened. And so it was really nice. And, um, you know, whenever bad stuff started happening, like I felt really bad for her. She was really strong as a character in the way she handled things. And, you know, her sibling relationship was really nice to see how it went down. And yeah, I just, I liked this book a lot. It was really sweet. I was sad when it ended, like I wanted to keep reading. I wanted to keep knowing how things were gonna go and the ending, I was worried I would be left with an unsatisfying ending, but then it took a turn and I was like, oh my God, yay, okay, like this is so much yay, like happiness, cool. So yeah, I I gave it five stars just because I had such a fun time reading it and just like getting to know the characters and it had a nice pace to it too. Like I didn't feel like it dragged on and I just, you know, I would have read more, but I understand that. (laughs) You got to keep- She already already announced her next book coming out next year. Ooh, yay. Okay, I'm going to keep an eye out for that then because this is like- And it's also like a rom-com. I- Ah, perfect. Good to know. That's like bendiciones. Ay, porque lindo. And then of course the cover was beautiful and I was like, I look like that girl a little bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I thought so too. Are you talking about- Which one are you talking about?
2: Uh, I'm talking about Nisha. yeah. Yeah, because Flavia cause, um, reminded me of my sister when she was in high school because she had I the thought, same kind of hair. Yeah, I thought it was like, I thought the
0: exact same thing, except maybe like her skin tone a bit lighter. But I was like, yeah. that's definitely to try her profile. Like I thought it yeah. was.
2: I was like, oh, hey. And I showed it to my sister, too. And she was like, that's so cute. And then I laughed because I was like, well, they're in love. But, you know, from an aesthetic <laughs> perspective, I, I think that this looks like us. And she was giggling. She's like, that's beautiful cover. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> we'll see, 5 uh, stars <laughs> awesome
0: uh so I can go next uh agree with everything that Tasha's saying I like uh funny you should mention I remember talking about this when we did our like mid-year freak out where it was like I just don't care about teenagers that way and that's li- that's what I meant where I'm like okay calm down like this isn't the end of the world but then you know you're right in order for you you to enjoy romance like you have to know suspend your disbelief but sometimes that suspension of disbelief means okay i need to kind of like step back into what it was like and be like a hella dramatic teen and so yeah you're you're absolutely right um let's see there was so much to like about it i like that it was a fast read but it wasn't forgettable like on the i was really excited to just get together to talk about the book because I was worried that I was going to forget something, but I, I didn't. It's pretty fresh. I mean, I don't know if like all the details are fresh, but it was pretty fresh. I thought that the issues that were brought up by same thing, like you said, Tosh, that, you know, liking someone and wanting to give them a pass because you like them, but then not doing that. Um, different reasons for being closeted or feeling like you need to remain closeted based on, you know, what your family would say or what other people's. Um, perception of you would be if you come out um, and then also having a racist in your family being apparently complicated I thought <laughs> uh, when you're a kid and have no control of who you can cut out of your life really at that point. Um, so I thought those were all really cool things. The best part for me of the book was the sister pretty, and the relationship that the good relationship that they had uh, it wasn't a perfect one. I don't think that like there is any type of sister, good sister relationship that doesn't have like ups and downs, especially with like an age gap, like a like a really strong age gap. Um, but I like that overall they supported each other and they were there for each other and that they had their ups and downs, but they still like were each other's kind of like backup and priority so yeah, they, were, they were only a year apart right yeah I, they were pretty close in age it just i mean like i was thinking about like me and my sister really no
1: no, no that's fine i just was confused for a second i was like did i read this book wrong
2: uh-uh. so um i definitely yeah. thought they were like three years different so never mind i
0: guess mm-hmm.
2: i was like oh yeah, yeah they're, they're like, like she was taking like her exam 16
0: yeah she was taking her exam the ones that she had taken the year before so i thought that they were mm-hmm.
2: Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. sense.
0: But, yeah, also, but also depending on where you are in high school, right? It can feel like worlds apart. Like one grade can feel like just light years away from the other. Um, so anyway, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm excited to talk about some stuff with you guys. But overall, I also gave it five stars because um, it was a joyful read. <laughs> and I had some parts where I was like, damn, that sucks. Like, wow, wow, wow. That's really like I, I went through it. I, I I went through it. It wasn't just kind of like. A joy, kind of like a ha ha ha, whatever. This is everything is great. It was like, oh, this is tough, but I also was kind of hoping for a happy ending and I got it. So, anyway, what about you, Drea? Yeah,
1: pretty much everything that you guys said. And I also agree. I'm glad that you brought up the whole trying to remember what it's like as a teen because I feel like a lot of YA coming out is making adults really excited because they're the kind, especially queer YA, is the kind of YA that didn't exist when like, you know, a lot of adults were the age of teenagers. And so there's a lot of adults reading these books because they're excited that they exist now, but then giving them lower ratings because they can't connect to the teenagers, even though they're not actually the audience that the book is meant for. So I do think it's important that even though like we're talking about how much we loved it and and, like gushing about how sweet it is that like people who read it do keep in mind that we're not the target audience and teenagers are the target audience. Um, And so just keep that in mind. If you have trouble connecting because of the age gap, you know, don't don't give authors poor reviews because (laughs) just because you went into something where you were clearly warned, (laughs) um, just it's just something I've been seeing lately is like a lot of people complaining about um that kind of stuff in reviews like oh it's so immature or oh the language is so simple or like oh these dramas yes that's exactly
0: that's, what it lit- that's literally the point i haven't really <laughs> seen much of it but i will say this as the person who like doesn't i'm i'm just saying like as a self-proclaimed that reads less middle and ya books of us i i wouldn't if i'm not interested i just won't read it but i won't give it a bad rating because it's written like. For kids, like what are you expecting? <laughs> Maybe it's because everyone read like books that had like Katniss Everdeen, you know, in the in the books when, when they were teens, you know, like Twilight and and Hunger Games and those teens feel like grownups. I don't know, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know, it's just something I've noticed like, I don't know, in the bookstagram world
0: So, so drama, this book stuff. Cool. So do you have like any discussion points for us? Any questions? Let me know. So,
1: My first question, just because, you know, even though it's YA, it is a romance, like it's Mm -hmm. very much a romance. So what did you think about the romance? Was it believable? Were you shipping it? You know, um, did you like the sort of enemies to lovers kind of trope it was kind of like a slow burn too so just what were your thoughts on the romantic aspects of it
0: oh before we answer that i wanted to also mention that the setting was pretty interesting to me like but i also like you know the having it be like in ireland like
1: yeah it's well you know that's because that's where the author grew up
0: okay okay
1: yeah she's she's from Bangladesh but she moved to Ireland when she was pretty young so she spent most of her life in Ireland and she has dual citizenship Mm -hmm. in both countries so she really wanted to write a book where she saw herself like represented like basically this is like what she as a Young, you know, teenager from
0: Bangladesh living in Ireland as a lesbian would have wanted to um, Got it, got it, got it. Awesome. I, I just like how exactly it's like really it almost she
1: like it for herself. Like this is this is me. I mean, not it's not her like, as a character, but like this is me represented in a book exactly. So that's yeah. why
0: it's set in Ireland. I love that. Uh, that's what I was. I guess that's what I was referring to. I love that it's so like. Like close to her niche, to her. So okay, back to back to your questions. I just I also wanted to bring that up. I thought that was super cute, um, like a, and a cool like little note. Uh, Tosh can go first because I don't know. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, I finished it first, right? So
0: you did. You speed reader,
2: solid gold for like months now. I'm irritated. I have a lot of time on my hands. I've been reading more slowly now though, which is irritating. Cause I have like two days left to finish a book I borrowed at the library.
0: Now's our chance, Drea. We can reclaim the gold spot. Today. Wait, which is the next book? It is.
2: The Danny Brown. Take
0: a hint, Danny Brown. That's a fast read.
2: Oh, I haven't read that one because I read Get a Life. Chloe Brown. Ooh, <laughs> shit, I gotta, I gotta borrow that
0: book. <laughs> you got time. You have time.
2: <laughs> Um, okay. What did I think of the romance? I thought that was so cute. Um, I thought I, I don't remember what crushes were like when I was young. Like, I definitely remember having a crush on people when I was like, in the third grade, fourth grade, and then seeing them again later and still thinking they were cute, but like the level of liking had changed. And so, um, also the ac sounding really loud or should i turn it off no it's okay all right okay we'll get out, every now and then i'll be like so i was talking to the client <laughs>
0: <laughs> whatever well, our I listeners will just have to be a, a little understanding with us that's okay
2: i just sweat internet i don't want to sweat in my apartment
0: um it's okay but
2: so so i thought their relationship was cute i was caught off guard by it being something where they knew each other when they were younger had had like a school year together basically, during which I assume that's when they had this like friendship and crush and they like actually liked each other. So the fact that like very quickly after they bumped into each other again, she was like, oh, I really like her. That kind of was one of the reasons why it took me a sec to kind of get into the perspective because to me, it's like, yeah, you can think someone's cute, but like, you don't know who they are. And we're four years old. Yeah, someone was, like nine when like eight between seven and nine, who fucking knows? Uh, when you know somebody to meeting them again when they're 16, 17 years old, like that's a huge difference. They get someone I nice. It, I didn't think it had been that long though.
1: I, I, think took like it, in,
0: I thought that they were like in grade school when they knew each other. Yeah, like
1: they were in elementary school when they were friends, and then they didn't see each other for like middle school, slash, beginning of high school, but then she's in like 11th grade now right that's a long time but like it's like five or six it's like five years is what i was imagining that's so, cool. so it's like she got a glow up you know what i mean she saw her and she was like whoa you became a woman
2: <laughs> <laughs> de que someone is 10 and like shares their like Benga boy cd with you and then is 16 <laughs> and like has experienced uh uh, uh, a a queer related trauma like so (laughs) so so i was like oh it's like it's convenient that they're both like the same things at this age still and are both like attractive to the other person so i thought that was really cute and like lucky like oh good like y'all got along when you were younger and both also happen to be attracted to each other now like that's convenient for plot purposes (laughs) It caught me off guard because I definitely think that like while I might still think someone who I thought was cute when I was like 10 or 11 is still cute at 16, 17. Like, I don't think that I would immediately like them to the degree that it seemed that she was very into Flavia. Like, normally, I would agree with you. But after
1: having fostered two teenage girls. I can say that that is very accurate. They will literally see someone and be like, oh my God, I would marry you tomorrow if you asked me. And mean it like 100% like sincerely.
2: Oh God, hormones are a hell of a thing. You <laughs> me So many mistakes. But I thought but I thought it was really cute. I like how they were yeah. like flirty and teasy as they were kind of re-getting to know each other and this like competition came up. I totally understood like, Knee shots. No, but don't
1: let's not talk about that too much because that's one of my questions. Okay. No,
2: okay. okay. I, I just, I really appreciated her like inner struggles, how she was trying to deal with things, and also just like she didn't put it all out there r- right away. Like it also wasn't one of those like, oh, I'm obsessed with you type of things. She was like, cuidándose about it too, which was nice. Um, oh, I just realized I haven't lived. <laughs> Thanks, <baby>. <laughs> Um. <laughs> So I liked, I thought it was sweet. I thought it was sweet. I liked it. I liked how it built. I just, it was really nice to me to experience it. I was like, damn, like I remember liking someone and just being super overwhelmed by it and not knowing how to like even look at this person because I was so into them <laughs> that it was like.
0: You read into everything that they do or say. They and walk you- into the
2: room, it's like. <laughs> I don't care. I'm unmoved by your presence. Sweats.
0: <laughs> um. So for I re- I enjoyed the romance. Um, them know, knowing each other earlier. I just I just think that it established the the fact that they were both queer from a, like from an early age, born gay. So I took it I took it as that. You know. Um, you just are who you are, period. Uh, and then even then at that point, like they liked each other, but like there was an inkling of like what their, you know, their future would be like, they didn't learn this, like from, from the TikToks, they learned, you know, <laughs> they were just like that. Um, that's just who they, they were. Um, I I tried to think of, you know, when they were having their their competition, right? and how Nishad is just, just kind of, I don't know, it's like struggling to, I, I wouldn't say struggling. I, I I feel like, yeah, she was not struggling with her attraction, but she didn't want to show the whole, all of it, all her cards all at once, especially since she didn't know what Flavia was was thinking. But I felt like Flavia was so forward with her, and I kind of wish that we'd had a chapter, like from her point of view, even though later on, it's like pretty, like, you know, she explains it all. But I kinda wanna know, it probably was the same thing, but I kinda wanna wanna know like what was what was going on through her mind, through the character's mind, and it was probably just as intense. I just think it would have been cute to see. I don't think that they were ever truly enemies, which makes them not enemies to lovers for me. Um, I think that they pretended <laughs> that they were enemies, but they always cared about each other. Um, they got mad at each other, there was like miscommunication, misunderstanding, but like ultimately they're attraction and their like like likeness was always there. So I thought that was really, um, really on the nose too. Sometimes when like me right now, if my crush starts to appropriate my culture, we're like not speaking anymore. I'm blocking you on social media and that's it. Have fun with that you asshole. But I probably would have been like, oh, but that's cause that's 30 year old me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I think too, like it helps that it's set in a school setting. Oh yeah, because it's not like she can just like turn it off. Like she's Mm -hmm. gonna keep seeing
0: exactly the henna,
1: seeing her, so she can't really like she doesn't have the option to really walk away. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like so, it it
0: works. Yeah, it makes it work because again, I would be like, no, okay, bye. You know, take care. (laughs) unmatched so cool what about you Drea? what did you think of the romance what did you think of uh, everything that was going on
1: i liked it i thought it was very like soft
0: Mm -hmm. so (laughs) static so good
1: like all the like there was a lot of chemistry between them but it was always like very like sweet chemistry if that makes sense like no one was trying to like shove someone into a closet and like violently like make out. You know what I mean? Like it was all more like sweet almost kiss and what? then a sweet actual kiss and then <laughs> so it was just it was just very soft and sweet and um I 100% am looking forward to them making a movie of this. No. The I'm the sure like
0: is. the BBC series of it like with their cute little accents and their yeah, cute little hair really- and uniforms. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you go on Instagram and you look up like the book, there's so much cute fan art out there. Like, I don't think I've ever seen so much fan art for a, <laughs> a YA book before, but like everybody is like drawing them in all sorts of situations. Yeah, and- that's why like, I
0: decided to go with a school, like a kind of, I don't, this is not, this is just like a collar over of like a jacket, but that's why I decided to kind of go this route I'm like, okay, how can I, I'm not going to do henna. So how can I kind of like pick tone or pick the pick the look for this hangout? And that's what I was looking at the fan art and I'm like, oh, of course they go to school. They go to Catholic school. They have a uniform. I can work with that. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why. But um, yes, all right. Well, I feel like we wrung the shit out of that question. So <laughs> on to the next. <laughs>
1: so um, my next question, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but, um, what did you think about the whole first of all i think this is the first ya book where i've ever seen like cultural appropriation as a theme or as a problem i feel like it comes up a lot with like adults but not so much with teenagers and even in me like teaching teenagers i always get the sense that teenagers have no idea what cultural appropriation is they're just like all over the place like as a school teacher as a foster parent of teens like that has been my experience but i also think that that, um so like so like flavia thinking that didn't surprise me is what i'm saying because that's like what i see everywhere but i don't see enough of teenagers like standing up for themselves and like kind of trying to like have that conversation. So I just wanted to know like what you thought about, because Flavia's point, right, is that art is art. and <laughs> So everyone should be allowed to make art. Um, so what did, you, what did you think about that? Do you think, is there any situation, is there any circumstance in which that would apply where you would consider something art and not, appropriation and like i know it's kind of like on the spot sort of question but it just it was just making me think you know about because that was her point right it's just that art is universal art transcends cultures it's not about um the way she was putting it i guess was like it's not about um any deep meaning behind the henna it's just about the aesthetically beautiful art of drawing henna as like art <laughs> mm. so yeah I just wanted to know what your thoughts were on that
0: um okay so I guess the answer is no yeah. <laughs> 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 to elaborate um when you mentioned as like, so, so a culture is not an aesthetic that's the difference mm-hmm. um Flavia could have chosen to do temporary tattoos of literally animal tattoos, like little cute, cuddly, little kawaii, little cute little cuddly. And I would have understood like, yeah, this is my art. But you know, that link to, that link to a culture and the significance in that culture. I mean, art is art, that's true. But like, we don't live like you're being, if you are saying that as an artist and you're being like willfully ignorant of the, meaning of art and the significance that art can have in a culture. Um, and you're, you know, you're, you're being disrespectful. And the only way that I could see, I mean, I, I don't want to come down super hard, but like, just kind of like off the top of my head, the only way that I could see anything like that is through a type of collaboration or something that kind of raises, no, sorry, only in the sense that it raises up, like, own voices for artists, so to speak. Um, and that's the only time that I would see that not as cultural appropriation. Um, but maybe maybe we'll swing back to it, but that's like my knee jerk, like, no, stop it. I like that initially, Flavia, that's her response. And yeah. I like that, I like that that's her reaction. <clears throat> I don't love that that's her reaction, but I like that that's a natural reaction for someone to have. You know, I feel like as a kid, it'd be like, whatever, I'll do what I want. Like, I don't care, you know? Um, and then later on she kind of is like, look, I'm listening I, I hear you I'm listening I realized it was wrong it was a mistake. I won't do it again. Uh, maybe this is something you and like you and I can can come to do together but like if you're using someone else's art uh, or culture to make a profit that's appropriation that's fucked up don't do that basically like if you're just doing it for fun, if you're doing it in your notebook but they were like doing a business competition so mm-hmm. bad,
2: very bad bad. <laughs> what about you, Tash? What do you think? <laughs> you, you kind of hit on every point I was going to say, because like art, there's a difference between like, I do impressionism and I do cubism and I work in oils. That's like, those are art forms, right? Henna is so closely tied to a specific cultural practice that for the initial reaction to kind of be to disregard Nishat's response to it, like that's when it becomes disrespectful and like appropriative because if they had worked together, then Flavia could have used her art skills to further like help Nishat raise awareness on Henna, Henna styles you know, they could have collaborated it, it. It would have been like a, oh, oh no, we lost Andrea. Yeah, she's gonna reconnect, but you can keep going. Oh, okay, um, but yeah, like, like if it's one thing to like collaborate with somebody, or even, you know, if Flavia's move had been, I'm gonna reach out to people within this community who don't know how to do henna themselves and don't have access to henna, and like, let's work together to like recreate henna that they had uh, they did in their past and like talk about their stories that would be a whole other like a whole other story but instead what's happening is she's taking this art form and like profiting turning it, turning <laughs> it into a very superficial thing mm-hmm. you know there's no story behind what she's doing with her booth it just looks pretty mm-hmm. and, that's, and- what says, that's
0: what she says in a shot too she's like I, lo- I thought it was really cute and i'm an artist i can do that so Here we go um i'm gonna do it because i'm good at it and i don't care
2: (laughs) yeah which is completely disrespectful and like the fact that nishat very quickly told her hey i'm not cool with you doing this these are the reasons why i'm not cool with you doing this and i need you to respect that and she she just kind of blew her off like that's where it crosses the line where if someone has told you that they feel disrespected And gives you a reason, and it says like, "Hey, this is what's going on," Mm -hmm. and you're just like, "Oh, well, you're just being emotional and taking it personally." That's you know, you don't get to do that, and then say that you didn't know what you were doing was problematic. Like you can you can take you do it the one time, and then someone calls you out on it. You're no longer like, "Hi, you're back." <laughs> um, you no longer have plausible deniability. Like someone has checked you and said, This is uncool. Can you please not do this? And if you mm-hmm. choose to keep doing it, then you're just being the the one in the wrong in that situation. Yeah, so like yeah. All right, fine. no I see, so so had, had it been like a collaboration or a thing of like, Hey, our booth is gonna be like, we're teaching you, henna, I'm gonna be teaching Flavia how to do these things and like you guys can sit in and listen and as you're getting this like teaching experience you can get your henna done that would have been one thing but that's not what happened and so i don't think it's cool the way that she kind of played it off like it wasn't a big deal i like that she did eventually check herself and was you know actually experienced guilt of you know i'm sorry i discounted your feelings and i didn't respect that that's how you were feeling because like it's it, it's you know we have the like um big stuff that people, that people create in Puerto Rico. And that has a very specific cultural thing to it too. So if someone started just kind of doing that as a thing that's for funsies and not even discussing the relationship with like Puerto Rico, that you know, that's another example of, yeah, you might be able to be good at doing the specific thing. And like, why not? I can be making these statues, but you can't erase the existence of the culture that's tied to it.
0: Mm-hmm yeah and, and like no kid wants to be wrong so i think that her reaction was normal but like i said i really like that she came around mm-hmm. so what about you Drea? what do you think is there ever an instance where like that is okay what do you think
1: um yes and no like i don't think it i don't think there's an instance like this where someone is taking the culture and like doing it but it I've been thinking about it a lot in terms of like books, uh-huh. because that's been a conversation that people have been having a lot on the internet lately, where it's like, who can write what characters?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And are you, you know what I mean? Like appropriating that culture or like, and and it seems like the consensus in the book world is, you should not write main characters who are outside of your culture. But you should include other cultures in your side characters so that your books are diverse. Um, but that's and and I don't know how I but it that's just been like a conversation that I've seen a lot lately um, where it's like who 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 is okay to write what books and it, it and it kind of comes down to a similar sort of thing where it's like if it's not your culture should you be writing it but then. We want representation of a lot of cultures and the things that we're, like, reading and consuming. So, um, you know what I mean? It's like it's mm-hmm. like is Brazilian, but the author isn't Brazilian by any means. Mm-hmm. So, it's just one of those things that I think about. So, no, I don't think, I think in general, cultural appropriation is very wrong and we should be very mindful of what we do but i also think it's interesting in the context of writing and at what point do you cross that line when you're writing characters and cultures
0: nice yeah wow wow
1: wow um well well, it's just come up a lot because people are so into like own voices books but then like what makes a book own voices, and is it wrong to read a book if it's not own voices? And it's come up a lot like in the queer community mm-hmm. because then it's like you don't know, want people to have to come out in order for the audience to know that it's an own voices book. But then if they don't come out, then they're gonna they might get attacked. All- yeah, but yeah. they might be like, Well, you <laughs> why attacked. are you telling
0: our stories? This isn't your story to tell.
1: Exactly, exactly. So that's what the conversation that's been happening a lot recently around like. Well, we don't want to make queer people feel like they have to come out in order to write queer stories, but we also don't want people who aren't queer to write queer stories. So like
0: how do we know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah it's a it's a it's a
0: tricky a tricky situation. I just wish I think that it since we're living in we're living in a society we're like steeped in racism, you know, um homophobia and white privilege that all of that mixes together to benefit people that are marginalized and so you know it's easy to exploit the the other when you're in a position of privilege and i think a lot of the pushback is you know why can't i just write whatever i want to write art is art and it's like it's not mm-hmm. and you need to take your mind out of that out of that privileged mindset you know what i mean and hopefully you know who knows uh, years down the line. You know where years and years and years. Who knows? Uh, hopefully not that long. But like we'll reach some sort of balance or whatever, and and it'll just be it'll we won't have the need for own voices. We'll just you know whatever. This is like literary utopia. But that's 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 just how we
1: just have voices.
0: Yeah, we just have the voices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean yeah but who we're so, again we're so steeped in inequality it's just bound to happen and then it's always going to be really messy you know to be able to include everyone but not like expose anyone to abuse you know without without absolutely having to so woof a lot of food for thought my, on that one my next question is lighter don't worry <laughs> that's cool um, that's
1: cool and it, i was basically going off of so for those of you who are familiar we always have in december kind of the oll end of the year awards and you know we talk about like like the best chemistry hottest sex scene etc but one (laughs) of the categories is like best side character and i thought that this book had um quite a few uh like cool side characters so i was just curious who was your favorite side character and if the sister was not an option. Ugh. Who is your favorite side character? No, that's not fair. <laughs> okay, well, let's be real. We would all pick the sister. So no, I'll pick Christie. She's
0: so she's just so cute, and I like that she's not a perfect sister. You know, there's a there's a there's a. I mean, I already said that we're gonna spoil the book, but you know, she has a really big part in this really traumatic event that's happening to Nishat we find out, you know, not because she's doing it, you know, on purpose or like, there's nothing nefarious about it. It's just that
2: yeah. it just so
0: happened that she was kind of venting to her friend and then her friend betrayed her confidence and went ahead and and outed her sister. Uh, she was trying to do some damage control. And I, and I, you know, she was like, you know, I needed someone to talk to and I couldn't talk to you. So I tried to, the next best thing, yeah. but, I mean, I would have loved to talk to you and, I thought that she was really cute. I thought that she wasn't perfect, but that she was trying really hard. And uh, a little bit kind of like to kind of backtrack uh, to the previous question. I liked that, I know that not all these books aren't supposed to like teach us anything, right? But I do think that people reading it take a lot away from it. Um, I liked that there was a really explicit apology um, from Flavia saying, I'm sorry, I appropriated your culture. I'm sorry that I didn't listen to you first. And I also liked the conversations that Priti and Nishat were having where it's like, I was going through this and I felt like I couldn't count on you. Well, you can count on me now. And I just like that modeling. You know, I like it when when young people have good examples of how you can talk to one another when things are really hard, how you can apologize when you were wrong. Um, And so I, I Enjoyed that. Okay, so maybe I don't remember all of the things from the book, but I don't remember the other characters aside from uh, aside from Pretty. So um, let's do a quick pause, really, over here because I think Drea got disconnected from us again. Um, we'll just in? Yeah, you're you're yeah. Fr- you froze for me. You froze for me. So now okay, you're Now you're moving. early you just you looked so, really invested. You were like, so it still. Like, it was
1: like, no. <laughs> oh. I just I I was like, no, I'm here. Why can't you see me? (laughs)
0: It just froze for a little bit. Okay, but you're you're back. Okay, who are the other people? There was China with a Y. Ugh, that bitch. Um, That's the bad guy.
1: Okay, Okay. here's the thing, here's the thing. Yes, that bitch, but I also liked that she had her own little arc where she was like, Wait, I'm racist? Wait, wait, hold on. You know what I mean? Like, I I appreciated that because I like that they, it's like what you said, Chris, the fact that it was so explicit, like, hey, you can have a family member of color and still be racist.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. There was a lot of
2: joking happening in the There is,
0: oh, I don't know how to, I didn't look up how to pronounce this. There was Jess, right? Jess, and then there's Chihuan.
2: I think I was pronouncing it Chihuan, but I don't know. C-H-A-E-W-O-N. Um, Hold is on. It, is it in the FAQ? It's
0: not. <laughs> it's not. No. no it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um dang it. Okay, well, I guess we'll have to look up how how
2: it's said. Wait, later. I'm going to mute myself for a sec and find this because I googled it. Hold okay. on.
0: How to pronounce?
2: Well, yeah, I think
1: if I wasn't picking pretty, I would pick china just because i think it's important for well i think it's important for kids to see that a you can be racist even if you have friends of color or family members of color or relationships of color and b you can change and stop saying racist shit when you realize this um not that she was like perfect at the end but clearly she was in route to becoming a better human being you know we caught her at like the end of her terribleness and the beginning beginning stages of like the better china um
2: so i like that um i can definitely see china being someone who dates a minority though and is like see <laughs> yeah i'm not convinced uh, I- with china.
0: i'm not convinced I- with china's I- redemption <laughs> and it, it is i yeah,
1: of a- like that who- I, I knew someone like that who dated, who was da- at the time that I knew her was dating a Mexican and was like, <laughs> she was like a Trump supporter and was like, I'm not racist. Like I'm dating a Mexican. I love Mexicans, but they should come here legally like my boyfriend did, you know what I mean? So it was like one oh. of, she, she would use him as, anyway. Yes, there's plenty of people like that. And that's why I think that character is so important because she she didn't even realize what she was doing. Like to her, her cousin did not count. You know, her cousin was this like, like I'm not racist because of my cousin, but also my cousin is like them because she's my cousin. And so I think that was an important realization for her and for Flavia who didn't even realize like, oh, hey, hey, my, my other people like shit.
0: Yeah. I mean I guess if you're asking me like who I liked, I'm not gonna pick China, but I do think that she's an important character yeah. and what she taught talk- and what her journey is <laughs> during during the the course of the events of the book is important. And yes, it's kind of like the anti example. <laughs> um but but I mean if I was gonna pick someone I liked, I don't think I would pick her. But I I agree with what you're saying. Super mm-hmm. important. I guess I'd pick Flavia. <laughs> Can I pick her? <laughs> She's
1: not a side
0: character. You She's the main character too, isn't she? Is she are the love interests technically side characters or are they main characters too? I mean I think they're side characters if they don't have their own POV chapters. That's how I feel. Oh. But okay. that might be wrong. <laughs> I might be super wrong about that. I just don't consider her a main character. Um but I don't know. What about you, Josh? Do you are you are you Team China too?
2: Um, I, I'm not team China. Uh, I think that she, again, serves a really important role as like the nuances of what racism can be. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: even just died.
2: <laughs>
0: Sorry. What, what happened? I missed it. it Sorry. Me...
1: Yeah, Ivan even just died. Oh. He like fell off a cliff.
0: Oh, yeah. He's playing, um, <laughs> what is it? He's playing uh, Smash Brothers.
2: <laughs> I don't want to get docked. you're fine you're fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) i think i would say i really liked i like pretty because she's like a cute little sister character i've never had a younger sister so like she was kind of annoying at some point so i was like whatever (laughs) um uh i actually also liked the parental arc in this right Mm -hmm. because the parents started off being like don't be gay and then at the end of it it's like wow my children my child's going through this traumatic shit at school like I really need to be there for my kid and then at the end they were like making efforts with Lavia, right if I remember correctly they were like oh you know get -hmm. ready they're gonna feed you and there's gonna be a whole thing so that to me was like such a, a a like growth happening in the background of the story and so I liked them, which is rare because usually I don't like parents like that. Mm
0: -hmm. I didn't want to talk about the parents because I didn't know if you were gonna ask us a question about it, but um, yes, that's a good point as well.
1: Yeah, I did have, that was actually my last question, just um, because obviously the two main characters have very different, parental support systems or like just family support systems in general um you know nishat has um parents that are maybe not super supportive in the beginning anyways but she has a sister who's known that she's gay for a really long time right and is like super supportive whereas flavia has like a really supportive parent but then she doesn't have a peer her own age like nobody knows she's queer right she like keeps it to herself and doesn't really have that like sister or friend that she can confide in so um my question is like what would you rather have like a super supportive parental figure or a super supportive like peer either sister or friend whatever like what would you rather have <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I think about it. everyone. Well, because I' I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of what I have now because I have, I have that either or situation, um, and I, I wonder. But also,
1: like,
0: I, as a teenager, as a teenager, which one would you have rather had?
1: Cause right now, I don't think it's fair to ask ourselves that now because we don't live with our parents. We can Mm -hmm. choose not to communicate or communicate as we see fit, but like
0: when you were a teenager. I guess, yeah, it's rough um, to think about. I guess uh, I would, if I were to choose when I was a teenager and kind of like based on how my relationships were with my parental figures I would choose to have a peer group uh, that I could, or a peer that I could, you know, talk to. I think that would, that would have been easier for me. And it was easier up to a certain point. Like I didn't have like a ton of queer friends or openly queer friends, but I did have some. Um, And yeah, so if you're asking me which one, then I would pick, yeah, peer for sure. Um, Yeah, I think that would be easier for me as a, as a kid to be able to open up. Uh, and to talk about things that we were like going through, um, I don't know. I don't know how it is otherwise. <laughs> I, I almost now that you bring it up, like I, you know, with the parental arc, I was, I was always like side eyeing them whenever they were making progress to like accept her more. I kept waiting for them to, you know, take it back. You know that they didn't really mean it. That. They were just saying it to say it to indulge her, but that really, in their hearts, they still hoped that she was, you know, just going through a phase. I'm glad that that didn't happen in the book, but me, like, little Christina's heart was like scared and and mistrustful of of the parents, even if they were written as completely earnest and whatever. Um, it would take me. I know that that she was like, "Yay, I'm so happy you're supporting me now." But Christina in this book would have been like very mistrustful and would have taken a very long time to believe them, take them at their word, after their first kind of like encounters. But then again, there, there's like more stuff to it than that, um, like culturally, so I I, I don't know. I, I just know, I don't trust parents. So whatever, <laughs> the end, that's my answer. Tasha, you can go
2: next. <laughs> um, I think I would have wanted supportive parents because I Even when we were going through high school, like I did feel um, not a 100% accepted because I was very quiet and I was very focused on like studies and stuff. And I got teased, you know, Chris, Chris and I kind of got teased um, and then she left school and I had like my other friend groups and I mostly hung out with girls and people were you know, talking shit about how, like, we were definitely lesbians because we weren't dating guys. And the whole, like, teasing thing was built around the fact that because we weren't hooking up with boys, then we must be gay because otherwise we would be hooking up with boys. And the kind of thing that I focused on while all that was going on was, like, this is temporary. Like, I know I'm going to go to school. I know that there's other people out there who are not as stupid as the current circumstances I'm in right now. And like my parents were always very supportive of me in a lot of ways and have always been very understanding. And like me as an adult, I have a wonderful relationship with them where I talk to them about everything. Like I don't hide stuff from them because I've been able to speak with them honestly from the time I was young. And like, yeah, they were very strict up until a certain point, but because we had open communication, like they were able to trust me in ways that they didn't really trust my sister because she was like sneaky about stuff. She'd like sneak out of the house. She'd like sneak out of school and cut class. And because of that, they like didn't trust her to a certain degree. But I kind of took the opposite path of that and and had the support and had the honesty. And like that got me through a lot of, of Peer pressures and like frustrations. And, you know, I was able to kind of avoid getting into cer- certain situations that if I had parents who didn't support me and weren't 100% like there for me, I would have probably given into certain pressures in different ways. And I don't know that I would have been, I, I don't think I would have felt good about decisions I made because peers are also going through similar pressures as you. And so someone might have your back and be a hundred percent supportive, but their perspective might be just as skewed as yours and the things they place values on might be just as skewed too. So, uh, you know, like I, I feel like I probably would have preferred parental support. Cause like they're old, they know, you know, the value system of like sex in high school is not <laughs> at all, uh, like right, it's Mm -hmm. not, everyone's just hormonally driven and crazy. So yeah, that being said, I did have Christina like the entire time I was growing (laughs) up. So like, she was my my ride or die. And like, I had my sister who I could talk to about stuff. So I was super lucky, you Mm -hmm. know? What about you, Drea?
0: What would you pick if you had to? I think, it's
1: a very different situation or thinking of like, when we were teenagers versus if I was a teenager now, just because of social media. And so, because I think when I was a teenager, like my school experience was very, very bad. Um, and there was like a lot of bullying and it was like very terrible and I dreaded going to school a lot. And so home was kind of like, that safe space for me where like school was over and I could go home and I didn't have to talk to anyone. Like they had no way to touch me when mm-hmm. I was at home. Um, Obviously it's not the case now, right? Because everybody's online and can, <laughs> you know, the shit can be spoken about you and shit can be posted about you and people can reach you in all these different ways. But like back then it's like, if someone wanted to talk to me, they had to call the landline. My mom or my dad would probably pick up. You know what I mean? It's just, it was just a very different situation. And so I think, and and that's not to say that like my parents knew everything about me because I was a very reserved child who kept a lot of things to myself, mm-hmm. But I, but I did feel safe at home. I think that was really important to me. Like if I hadn't had that like safety of home, I don't know that I could have gone through school and I had really good friends. I had a really good friend group of like, three people who i really trusted um so it's not like i was like completely alone or didn't have friends i did it's just they weren't enough to mitigate the awful parts of school you know they weren't with me all the time they weren't with me in all my classes so really like go home was like my good place so i definitely would have picked parents just because i don't know what i would have done if home and school (laughs) had been awful (laughs) places for me um but I don't know how that would have been different. I feel like if if we were talking about now, I would probably just pick really good peers, just because of the way the internet is. And, and I don't know. I don't think safe home would have been enough, <laughs> considering like how the internet permeates everything. Um, but yeah, if we're talking about when I was growing up, then yes, I I would pick. <laughs> I would pick family, even if they weren't even if I didn't tell them enough things for them to even choose if they were going to be supportive or not, because I kept a lot of things to myself, um, they believed that they were supportive people. And so that was enough to make it like a
0: really nice place. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see if social, like if I was gonna be like, if I'm a teenager now, I think I would still pick a a peer group. For the same reason that i just love being on the internet now like there's ways for you to find like a lot of people so that like you know think like you and whatever i mean that's double-edged sword but i think that that's that's cool it's such a big community yeah
1: no i'm i'm literally i'm grateful that that i was a teen when i was a teen because i don't know how i would have handled like literally like my only escape was like coming home and i don't know how i would have handled it if like people were saying the stuff they were saying about me like on the internet too. (laughs) Oh God. they would have, you know, like these are dicks and there would have been memes about me
0: 100%. So yeah, I'm just really glad I didn't
1: have to live through
2: that.
0: Yeah, that's that's fair and valid. And I'm sorry that happened.
2: I mean, I'm not a teenager now and I'm constantly on social media being like, what's the trend? Hmm, Maybe I'll try this. So if I were a teenager now, I 100% would be uh, terrible. I would probably be a terrible person. Um, I'd be like, I want to be cool. Oh, everything exists on the internet. All right, time to sell my soul.
0: <laughs> or like that one, when that one zine that I have, like nothing ever dies on the internet or nothing on the internet is ever erased or something like that. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, cool. All right, do you have any but more, there's any there's more questions my own Awesome. Okay, let me think. Uh, is there anything I wanted to bring no. up? I no, I think that I think that you kind of basically covered everything, especially with the thing with the parents to kind of get to talk to that about that a little bit about their arc. So yeah, this was really cool. Uh, if you're still hanging out, uh, check it out. If we haven't spoiled it for you, uh, and if you have anything, any other like issues or discussion points, you can leave us a comment uh send us a message on instagram at only lovers book club um i would love to hear from you know from everybody so let's talk about what we are reading next month right september god this year is just oh
1: by the way before we move on to next before we move on to next month just so that you can get pumped because you know i'm gonna pick this for OLL next year (laughs) oh no (laughs) her next oh okay okay
0: i thought you were talking about something
1: else no 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 it's called Han. well i don't know how to pronounce their names but it's Hani and issues guide to fake dating (laughs) and um i have no idea what it's about but the cover is wonderful and apparently it has fake dating in it so i'm excited and if you go to the author's website she has a playlist um of songs that she would listen to while writing the book so awesome it's pretty cute i'm excited and that will be an OLL book in
0: the future yes 2021 good grief all right cool uh let's see uh okay so what we're reading next month is take a hit Danny brown tosh tell me who that cover kind of reminds you of I looked at that cover and I was like, is that too shine? <laughs> I mean, I know it's not, but like when you had like shorter hair and like he's got a beard, I don't know. It just kind of looked like- Wait, yeah. let me
2: look at the image online. Cause oh, it's okay. pink. Oh, it's a. Oh. pink I <laughs> You know what I
0: mean? I'm getting like the vibes it seems very short. <laughs>
2: I, I do have bleach and like pink <laughs> hair color here.
0: All right, so we are going to be reading Take a Hint, Danny Brown, and this is by Talia Hibbert, uh, who, uh, who wrote Get a Life, Chloe Brown. And I read that, and it was so good. Oh, my goodness. Go read that. So here is the – this has been, like, making the rounds on Romance Bookstagram. We're late to the party, as usual. I don't care. Fuck you. Um, but we're getting around to it now. And I didn't read it ahead. I, I was going to, like, oh, I'm just going to read it and reread it. No, I'm just going to be fresh. I'm going to let the sexiness wash over me. So this is what's it, what it's about. And if you are listening to this, read along with us in the month of September and at the end, we'll get together to discuss it. And you can hear us do that. Uh, Danica Brown knows what she wants, professional success, academic renown, and occasionally an, an occasional roll in the hay to relieve that career-driven tension. But romance, been there, done that, burned the T-shirt, Romantic partners, whatever their gender, are a distraction at best and a drain at worst. So Danny asks the universe for the perfect friend with benefits. Someone who knows the score and knows their way around the bedroom. When big, brooding security guard Zafir Ansari rescues Danny from a workplace fire drill gone wrong, it's an obvious sign. PhD student Danny and former rugby player Zaf are destined to sleep together. But before she can explain that fact to him, a video of the heroic rescue goes viral. Suddenly, half the internet is shipping hashtag (laughs) (laughs) DrRugBay, and Zav is is begging Danny to play along. Turns out his sports charity for kids could really use the publicity. Lying to help children? Who on earth would refuse? Danny's plan is simple. Fake a relationship in public seduce Zaf behind the scenes. The trouble is grumpy Zaf is secretly a romantic and he's determined to corrupt Danny's stone cold realism. Before long, he's tackling her fears into the dirt, but the former sports star has issues of his own and the walls around his heart are as thick as his um, thighs. <laughs> Suddenly the easy lay Danny dreamed of is more complex than the- her thesis. Has her wish backfired? Is her focus being tested, or is the universe waiting for her to take a hint? (laughs) Well, I'm pumped. People love this book. I really love Chloe Brown. I'm really excited to read this. And there's also, like I've seen people share like really cute fan art of of the characters. And so um, they're not like a perfect fit for Tasha and I, but I'm just saying like, maybe, I don't know, if you want recreate it, Make a TikTok or a reel or something. I'm just then, we'll just like boom, put it there. Uh, I'm it's so, to
2: color my hair. We can probably get it done.
0: I I mean, being, oh, you're right. Never, it's okay. Maybe you can swap places. Ivan can paint his hair. <laughs> you're still muted for me. Oh,
2: okay, I am gonna do color to his hair soon, but it's not pink though.
0: Oh, I see. I see. Okay, whatever, whatever. I, I mean, a girl can dream. It's fine. So I'm excited for reading it. I hope you guys are too. This one's, is this my pick? This is my pick, right? <laughs> that one's <serious>, yours,
2: yeah. <laughs> this is my pick. Wait, did yeah. I pick something for October?
0: Yeah, yeah, we are reading. Yeah, it's the, it's the I
2: magic. It
1: yeah. yeah, the one we won. We yes. are
0: closing <laughs> out, we are closing out Q3 with Danny Brown, and then we have to get it together so I can start, well, we have to try pick, but me and Dre have to kind of like, Really settle up. Were there so many options? So many options. The so
2: longest,
0: um. Longest yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for sticking around. If you've made it this far, uh, if you seem to enjoy what you hear here and uh and like like our discussions, like our looks, like our personalities, then leave us a tip. Uh, we've got a tip jar link. Uh, don't forget that you can also check out Drea's books. One of them <laughs> is a romance um the other one is that awesome you know what what i did
1: i just realized that the, i just realized that the pandemic started when we were in q1 and now we're finishing q3 and we're still in pandemic gulp look i don't
0: think about that everything right
2: now. Is terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can check to shy's creative writing over at com. you can submit to my zine amigas for siempre And, of course, you can catch us in our socials. We're on Instagram, Only Lovers Book Club. Uh, And if you care to get some really cute um, newsletter stuff in your email, then sign up for the newsletter. Till September, friends. Bye. Bye.